This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. This is Zandi Aris from The Dr. Phil Show. If you're not listening to What Duvet Said, then you're functionally retarded. Hello, I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hey, this is Lindsay Lowen. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Alicia Witt, and you're listening to What Duvet Said. Did you hear... Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? What do they say? Now you get to hear what do they has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast. Of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at whatduvetsaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studio South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who lives, he loves, he learns, your host. This is Robert Bob Duvet coming to you from San Francisco, California, in a podcast of my own creation. Wonderful, Rob. You sound bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Oh, I just am uh, ready to tackle the day. Okay, well, let's start by tackling the day by putting on a show. All right, tag All you right. it. Okay, well, I will take the reins here. Why don't you ask me if we have any guests today, Rob? Hey, Jace, do we have any guests today? Why, I'm glad you asked. Here, joining me in Duvet Studio South is a man that some of our listeners might remember from our discussions of The Bachelor. Uh, a couple, uh, a couple, a uh, couple of three episodes ago, uh, joining us, sitting in the Jackie chair all day. Please welcome listener Sean. <laughs> Hello, Bob. Hello, Jason. Thank you so much for having me. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you, that you recognize that there's more to me than bachelor commentary. Oh, yes, I'm very flattered. <laughs> I have. Multitude. You're very well rounded. <laughs> let let the record show. He's versed in many a topic. Right, so he will be providing color commentary. If you, the listener, would like to join in the conversation, we'd love to hear from you. Just send us an email at whatduvaysaid at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. Find us on Facebook. Facebook numbers are, are, are very exciting, Rob. Have you been seeing the Facebook numbers this week? I have. The big board is uh, lighting up. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. Right, and you can sing to us, much like listener Sean does. Uh, perhaps we can talk about which Dion Warwick song is the best for us to not sing at karaoke. That can be a little segment. Yeah. I was just thinking of the Jerry Lewis telethon, where they go to the big board, and then they'd be so pleased with the numbers that they'd start singing with the word. And never mind. Yeah, I didn't watch Jerry Lewis. <laughs> or you can give us a phone call at... 415-896. No, that's my new phone number. Sorry. That's uh, 415-937-0445. 415-937-0445. Use it or lose it, people. Rob, I'm sensing a malaise in your enthusiasm this morning. Care to elucidate? Oh, I'm just tired, Jace. It's, uh, this, the early start times do not suit me. This is only half an hour earlier than we normally start. Yeah, it's, it, this, and it could have been an hour and a half later than we normally start. Hmm. Okay, well, were you out, uh, I don't know, um, shooting horse last night or something? No, I go and see the rock bands, and then I get home and uh, 
decompress and uh by the time i get to sleep it's well well around the three o'clock hour i know you're up late too i just don't uh have energy in the morning when i wake up until i've had my breakfast and my uh my chance to do my things and uh you know yeah so revolutions not gonna get a whole hell of a lot out of me today there let's davidians so it's not me you're not resentful that i've stormed the southern studios and inserted myself into the show rob Oh no, no, not the no. least. I actually, I, I, I welcome the storm. <laughs> All right, very good. Well, um, other than you being out at a rock show, well, who did you see? What rock band show were you seeing last night in the city of City by the Bay? City by oh, the it's Bay. Oh, it's embarrassing to even say the names anymore. I feel like such a teeny bopper. Neon Indian and Sleigh Bells. There and you go. Sleigh Bells ring. <laughs> They're, they're, they're okay. They're all the kids. I got called sir. I'm annoyed. <laughs> well, that's a sign of respect. I don't know if you know that or not. But... Yeah, not from these two. Trust me. Well, I don't know. It's not like they're uh, delivering grit to your door or something and calling you, calling you sir. I called them madam afterward. <laughs> my <laughs> passive-aggressive response. Oh, nice. I said, well, well, thank just... you, madam. Yeah, yeah. We've just been uh, relaxing. Uh, listener Sean is here at Duvet Studio South for a couple of days, and uh, we've been we've been eating a lot. That's really what we've been doing. <laughs> nice eating and walking the dog. Hey, man, that's uh, what before enlightenment, eat, walk, dog. After enlightenment, eat, walk, dog. Okay. Well, I'm in for that. Uh, I'm like a fucking Samana. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, let's see. Uh, 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 I will do the talking then. Yeah. Why don't you drive the show, Jace? Because really, I'm. Uh, I I didn't have a chance to really get myself prepared, and you know how I am when I'm not prepared. All right. Well, I saw the new Woody Allen movie uh, over the weekend, and the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which I call Pirates of the Caribbean because I specifically don't say Pirates of the Caribbean. We're also having tea. You might hear it clanking around here behind us. We're having our early morning breakfast here, clinking, clinking, clinking. clink. Mm, uh, yes. We just toasted. Mm, nice. We're celebrating the moments of our life. Yes. Well, I don't know if you know anything about the new Woody Allen movie, but it just came out. Uh, I don't I didn't even know he had a movie out. Is uh, who's uh, who's in it? Owen Wilson and um, some other people, I guess. A bunch, bunch of people impersonating famous uh, cultural figures from the past. Yeah. Kathy oh, is that Bates, what it is? Uh, Kathy Bates plays... Um, Gertrude Stein, I imagine, huh? Yes. Yeah. Kathy Bates is Gertrude Stein. There's a fellow who plays Ernest Hemingway. And uh, Owen Wilson is the Woody Allen character. And I can't rightly recommend anyone running out and seeing the new Woody Allen movie. It's probably a good rent, and it was kind of fun to see it in a movie theater. But there was... there's the it would bother you, Rob, because the conceit of the movie is that Owen Wilson is wandering around Paris, and he's sort of longing for the days when Paris was this sort of vibrant society in the 20s where people could just be living la vie bohème. And uh, uh-huh. he's stuck in this uh, this arranged marriage with this woman and this family that only exists in Woody Allen's movie. These people of extreme privilege who get really great tables at really great restaurants and everybody's white. And they live on the Upper West Side of New York, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. He's a screenwriter and he's he's trying to write a novel and he goes wandering off one night because he doesn't want to hang out with his wife and her pretentious friend. Uh, and as the clock strikes midnight, a 
uh, a 1920s car pulls up and it's full of uh, it's being driven or F. Scott Fitzgerald and, and Zelda Zelda yeah. yeah are riding in the back seat and they take him to Cole Porter's party and suddenly he's out partying with these uh, these artists from Paris in the 20s and uh-huh. that's not the part that would bother you Rob what would bother you was the audience <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> that that I was sitting with that like every time uh-huh. somebody like showed up, it was like, "Oh, what's your name? Oh, my name's Scott Fitzgerald." Oh, 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 oh. he wrote the Great Gatsby. Oh, I get that. Elbow, elbow, uh, like Matisse. He was a drunk. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Ernest Hemingway shows up talking about shooting, uh, going hunting. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh. Betty's gonna talk about boxing. He oh, did. Oh, he did. Oh, oh. I knew it. Yeah. All of these people who like were so smart with their ninth grade education. Oh, I'm so annoyed already. Humanity annoys me to no end, and this is just its logical conclusion. <laughs> That's why it's a rental. I, I bet you people were Googling these names as they were being spoken. <laughs> right, yeah. I could tell when Matisse showed up that there was a pause before people started being so impressed with themselves because they were, they were doing a little search. They didn't know how to spell Matisse. Matisse. Oh, I love his painting. <laughs> M-A-T-I-C-E. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's that's fucking terrible. You know, my my problem with that movie beyond what you just described is I just can't take any of these Hollywood actors serious any There used to be like a a time in my life where I could suspend my disbelief and I could look at a Robert De Niro say in a movie like Taxi Driver and really believe he was Travis Bickle, you know that he was that character. But with a guy like Owen Wilson, I just feel like it's I, – I just see Owen Wilson and, and then I know for a fact that all Owen Wilson does is hang out with artists and you know gets his screenplays written and I so it's just really hard for me to believe any sort of uh, – you know I, I can't do it. I just can't. I hate Owen Wilson. I hate America and I, I, I hate me. Like <laughs> The problem I have with that movie and you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> That was so duvet. Well, I have to agree with you on at least on one point about this because there was a a, a kind of cold and rainy day. We talked about it on the show. A cold and rainy day, a, a, a couple of three months ago. That's my new couple least favorite phrase. Yeah. Is people who say "couple of three. So I decided. Oh, I thought you made couple that of three. Up. You've been hearing that. Do you not hear that? People no, say I don't hear that. I don't hear that. I Listen, live in, I live in the sticks now. I don't know. Listen for it. Now that I've drawn attention to it, you will hear yeah. people say it. Um. But I, I lay on my couch and I watched the Twilight trilogy that's available now. I watched Twilight followed by New... Why are you making mm-hmm. that face? I'm Listen, sorry. I just can't believe you did that. Oh, okay. I had it on my DVR. Uh, uh, I watched Twilight. I haven't seen it, but let me tell you the problem I have with that movie. No, okay. No then mind. I watched New Moon. <laughs> then I watched Eclipse. I watched them all in a row. Uh, and the first movie I enjoyed more than the rest of them. I know that the last one is supposed to be the one that everybody enjoys, but it's exactly what you're talking about, Rob. By the time the second movie came along, I wasn't watching Bella Swan and Edward anymore. I was watching uh, Kristen Stewart and uh, whatever his name is. You were watching those people in Burger King glasses. Yeah, Yeah, well, I was watching the actors uh, pretending to be these people. They're they're human souvenirs at this point. I mean, yeah. So that's why Twilight is like the new Woody Allen movie. We need to get new faces, I think, out there. I think I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I was watching. I, I this weekend was kind of like a, 
just a, a weekend spent really just trying to catch up on rest. And, and so I watched a lot of Lifetime uh, Movie Network. Mm-hmm. <laughs> LMN. Yes. Oh, it's a, I find it's just right a now. wonderful relaxation tool for me. I just sit and watch these things. But it dawned on me like every movie, every role that was cast featured some square-jawed you know, man or some really beautiful woman. And they're supposed to be playing like everyday American like kind of housewives and husbands that are engaged in affairs and various, you know, murders and whatnot. And it was just like, I'm like, God, you know, I don't know who these actors are that are playing these people, but I'm just getting really tired of looking at really beautiful people. Not you, Sean. Do not internalize this. <laughs> I'm just drinking my Really tea. beautiful people living like, you know, trying to uh, play every day. It's like, Jason, you're an actor. Mm-hmm. Aren't there like people out there that are like, you know, normal looking everyday people that could have chops and easily be cast in these roles, thus making everything that much more believable? Wouldn't that benefit society and film more? Well, why don't, why don't I head you into Jason's inside corner, Rob? Ooh, we haven't been there in a while. The problem with everything. The problem with auditioning and with actors is that you're given only a small period of time to go in and audition. And Mm -hmm. unless you walk in and are exactly the actor performing the job that they're looking for, all they're doing, like most people, is they're just looking for hot people. Mm -hmm. They're just looking for people Mm -hmm. that they want to look at and get their little tingle in their taint. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh So that's why those people get You say tingle in your taint? (laughs) Can you believe he said tingle? (laughs) I can't believe he said taint. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so it, I've I've cast plays. You know, I'm a director, and I will sit through people, and I will call back good-looking people, uh, just because I sit through so many bad actors, and I will call back mm. good actors. But really, you have no idea how somebody is going to perform or how somebody is going to be until you start working with them. So this last play that I was doing, uh, the last play I directed, I, one of the guys I cast gave a spectacular audition, and then I put him in the show, and every single rehearsal and every single performance, he did something different, mm-hmm. which is fine for a film actor, but for a stage actor, it's, it's just a nightmare. Um, mm-hmm. But he was cute, so I had to keep him. Huh, okay, well, there you go. <laughs> I don't know how insightful that was, yeah. but really it's all about tingling your tail. You know, I, 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 way back when, when I was you know, prowling the streets of New York trying to forge an acting career, and I got an internship at Manhattan Theater Club, and they'd have me be a reader with actors who would come in. And again, you know, I'd sit there reading with people and say, oh, I thought that was, person was good, and they'd walk out of the room and they're like, oh, God, I can't believe, okay, next. And then somebody'd come in, and I was like, "Eh, they were all right, you know." But then they'd say, "Oh God, that's so intriguing, so interesting. We have to call them back." And so, again, I'm I'm with you, Jason. They don't seem to know what they want until it walks through the door, you know. They 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 have to remind, they remind them of somebody that they like, you know, is what it boils down to. Yeah, exactly. Somebody from their past that they have a pleasant association with, and that's really all it is, you know. And these are professionals. Yes, exactly. If you remind them of somebody God. they don't like from their past, then there's nothing you can do in that reading to overcome that. Right. Oh, God. I could never... I'm sorry. I could never cast someone named Rob. Ha! <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. <coughs> so Pardon let's me? get out of Jason's inside corner, and let's find out if you have any... News! Okay. Yeah. It's been a kind of slow news day. Oh, is that right? 
Yeah, and, that's what I'm Bring up myself. Gawker. <laughs> Read something <laughs> over there. Yeah, that's where I that's where I went for most of this stuff. Okay, let's do some news. No, no, no. Come on, let's do some news. Uh, Palin and Trump meet for cruddy pizza. <laughs> oh, really? The, were they in uh, Los Angeles, perhaps? That seems to be where. No, they're pizza in New York, I think. They're in New York in some big fucking publicity stunt where they were. Eating pizza inside a limousine and it created a bunch of. I this is just more signs of the apocalypse. I, I the problem with the news is I just I, everything's annoying me today. Oh, okay. Why don't we explore that a little bit, Rob? Why is everything annoying you today? It's, I'm just I'm really I, I've reached the uh, the the end of my I, I, I don't know I just can't uh, I can't suffer humanity anymore. What about humanity well, in, in particular? <laughs> well, I mean, huh? I, just everything. Everybody annoys the fuck out of me. Well, you don't seriously think either. Of those, well, Trump's not running, but I mean, she, she's not going to be president. I mean, I know it's easy to get irritated the fact that people are paying attention to her, but there's enough people out there that won't vote for her if she even runs. That w- won't that help your your view of humanity? Knowing that she actually no, because it's on the television all the time. The fact win. that we even give some two assholes like that, like the the screen time and the the whole like notion that they could be president mm-hmm. even exists is just infuriating to me. Only if you live. much like this next news story. Well, Sarah Palin's hot, this... and I think before we move on to that, should we say, "Hey, Sean, do you think Rob hating all of humanity is that a, a or not a, a not great? Okay, what's in the? Ne- I- I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say that's not a." a me either okay which is one of the reasons we love rob oh yes we love when he hates what's next in the uh, news? <laughs> uh, all right here's one this fetus has a facebook page who has a facebook page a fetus a yeah fetus. there you go oh, facebook okay. has been taking hit hits for heat or I can't even read. Kids under 13, Facebook. Some parents signed up their fetus for a Facebook page. So there's a little picture of a four-month-old fetus and it has its own Facebook page. And you can friend Mariah Green mm. while she's still in the womb. How precious. She's a miracle. That's probably the earliest. I mean, but I can, I can see that being sort of something that people think is adorable. I don't think that's really a statement yeah. that people are making. I think people are aghast about it because the word fetus is involved that's not too bad i mean if there was some sort of advertising associated with it then it would get a little creepy yeah Yeah, how's that any different than someone posting their ultrasound picture on their facebook page or ad nauseum pictures of their dog well i mean but what happens if this baby contracts that facebook depression that's been going around (laughs) right well we got to get her on pokenex is what we got to do then i'm assuming it's a girl nobody would do that for a boy fetus So the, yeah, it looks like it's a it's a girl. Do, yeah, do you think the fetus is looking at people's pages on its friends list, thinking, "Man, people are doing so many things and doing so many fun activities <laughs> in their lives, and I'm just stuck here in this womb. I have no life." <laughs> well, I, I mean, too, it's a lot. It puts a lot of pressure on a fetus to amass uh, friends. My picture's the same every time. It's just me floating in amniotic fluid. Yeah. Nobody wants to see a picture of what I'm eating. <laughs> 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 Slow day today. That's funny. Status update. Floating. 
Well, I bet that fetus has all sorts of friends, though. I bet that's what's contributing to Facebook depression. Is someone's like, God, I do so much. I play trumpet in the band, and I, I'm really good at, at macrame. And yet that fetus has more friends than I do. I know, right? It's like five-month head start on everybody else. <laughs> not fair. Not fair. What if that fetus has a date for the prom yet? <laughs> well, I mean, the, the thing is, is you can't tell there, there aren't enough hot pictures of the fetus for me to really look at the profile. Oh, no, there's no fetus gone wild pictures. <laughs> no, no fetus at Disneyland pictures. Oh, yeah. No. Hey, Rob, how many, no f- how many of your Facebook friends go to Disneyland like every two months? I, th- I have about five on mine. It's like, would you stop going what? to Disneyland already? People like to go to Disneyland. They sure do. It seems to Good be Lord. like, I, I hear it's the happiest place on earth. Perhaps I should do the show from there. They should, really, <laughs> they should really put that motto, the happiest place on earth, in quotation marks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, so fetus at Disneyland. Is that a... Or not a... That's going to be not a for me because I'm sure lots of fetuses have been uh, to Disneyland before. Oh, yeah. They must make little tiny mouse ears. <laughs> What's the name of your baby? Oh, it's just fetus. You know, the funny thing is they're showing the, the mother and the father of the fetus. And uh, the the mother, it, the, the one of the comments is really cracking me up because it's uh, the mother has one of those kind of Kate Gosselin-y, asymmetrical, short haircut sort of things mm. going on. Okay. And one guy wrote, "Ugh, it's always that haircut." <laughs> Good thing you put "ugh" in front of it. Speaking of, uh, well, we'll get to it. I, I won't. I, I won't uh, jump in, uh, all over the news section. But we, de- Sean, you and I definitely have to uh, mention the Bachelorette later in the, uh, the show. Oh, yeah, Big sure. I've, I've caught a little bit of it. Marie's out of town, but she wanted me to make sure it was being recorded. So yeah. I haven't seen whole episodes, but I've been. Just checking in to make sure it's recording well. So yes, yeah. it's it's better that way. Yeah, yeah, easy. We don't want to jump the snark. No. Yeah, Should we uh, go to more news? Snark. I got some. All right. Well, do we want to move into the in other news segment? Um, let's keep this one here in in our n- normal news segment. I really want to keep them defined. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Where can we go here? This one, underground website. Oh, look, this is interesting, Jace. You know how one of my other obsessions is is drugs. Oh, yeah. There's an underground website where you can buy any drug imaginable. I'm looking for bath salts. Yeah. And what was the other one? I heard kids were doing something else. Oh, have you heard about this choking game? The choking game, no. Isn't that how David Carradine died? Oh yeah, and the NXS guy, or is yeah. that that's a or sex that thing? That's not Keith a drug Carradine, thing, I guess. Or... One of the Carradine. You, you, yeah. you guys know what I'm talking about? No. What is the choking game? The choking. This is a new way for kids to get a buzz, where they literally choke. If you go to YouTube and put this in, it comes up all over the place. They literally choke one another until they, they pass out, and then that's like the that's the buzz. I guess <laughs> there it is. <laughs> So wow. That was actually a, an appropriate use of literally, like because choking is such a common metaphor. So yeah, they actually do choke. Huh. Wow! I, I just like... don't, you know, no matter how low the weed ever got, it never occurred to me 
in lieu of that to ask my friend to choke the life out of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I know all there is to know about the choking game. I, huh. Isn't that funny? I mean, I guess there's like, I mean, the less rules, the better for teenagers these days. They don't like rules. So just the rule of the choking game is you choke your friend until he drops in a heap at your feet. I wonder how many kids are actually doing this. And then I guess, do you put on a Pink Floyd record after that happens? Like, how does it work? Yeah, I think so. I think probably like, hey, let's all go to the Lazarium and choke each other out. How long were you passed out? <laughs> oh my god, it was the, it was great. Well, somebody's going to get left out because if the, you've choked the person on, say, your left, like all the way down the line, what does the poor person yeah. in the aisle seat do? They're just going to have to be the, the designated choker, reviver in case. I guess so, right? Or they have to up. choke themselves out. It's got to be hard to do. Choking themselves. Now we're getting into metaphors again. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that. Uh... That story is that story there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's that story there. <laughs> All right. Well done. That about sums it up. That's that story there. Yeah, I'm glad that made it into the regular news segment. Yeah. No, but I'm, I'm looking at the website, and it's uh, this. This. This is in. I guess in other news now, Jason. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's. Here we are in other news. Yeah. So this website. It's called Silk Road Anonymous Marketplace. And oh, okay. they basically have, uh, there's, I'm looking at this gallery here of all the things you can get. Oh my God, I don't even recognize, I guess I am a sir because I don't even recognize half the drugs that are being advertised on this website. Well, aren't they all just sort of the same thing? I mean, other than choking, aren't they just all sort of opiate derivatives or plants? Mm. You know, what, what can it seems like it, but they have all these, they have new names. Like, you know, like, I, like we've talked about salvia before. Like, I didn't know what salvia was. I always associate it's, it's a it's a perennial flower. I have, I have them in my backyard. It's oh. a drug, too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah they sell them at Well, you don't have the DEA circling your apartment in helicopters? <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty purple flowers. <laughs> and red and blue. I don't get this, yeah, though. So, I, and, I, I, I don't. I don't believe that there's a website selling illegal drugs. I mean, how is that possible? How do you get that delivered to your home without... What, do you charge it on your credit card? It's in Amsterdam! It's in Amsterdam. Oh, uh, well, then you can't get it here in L.A. Offshore drug purchasing. Yeah, I guess it's... Uh, they should combine that with gambling. Yeah. You can gamble on what drugs you'll receive. Well, the amount of things <laughs> like, that are behind the prescription counter or lock and key these days is getting pretty voluminous pretty silly i mean you can't just there's so, so many things that oh you want the allergy medicine with the decongestant i'm sorry that's back here can i see an id can i you know it's like oh for goodness sakes what are yeah you? i know what's well, crazy i mean I, that's i don't know how do we ever make it out of the 70s yeah. uh by not choking each other i'd say <laughs> i can't even get razors for my replacement razors yeah. even razors are under lock and key now huh jeez Wow. That's a good question, God, Rob. Like, how did we ever make it out of the 70s? I mean, how, how drunk did you have to be to get a DUI in the 70s? Remember, you could smoke on an airplane in the, in the, in, in, as, as early as like the late 80s. Yeah. I mean, you had to essentially have already crashed the car to get a DUI. <laughs> yeah. And even then, it was probably like, you know, not like the highest priority like it was kind of like they weren't looking for it necessarily yeah, yeah. 
you know, just sort of a, yeah. a happy. But it felt like I was safer then, with no seat belts and people driving drunk. Do you remember, like, my parents would drive around me in a station wagon, and like, you know, you'd load up all the kids, you know, for to take them to, you know, a, a ball game or something like that, and you'd have like, you know, like ten kids crammed in the station wagon, nary a seat belt between us. Oh, yeah. Human projectiles waiting know. to happen. We got there. We got there. Yeah. We used to water ski in the back seat. You, you like grab onto the front seat and, you know, we'd go on a curvy street and actually go, whoa, and like lean to one side, you know, and roll around <laughs> in the back. <laughs> Not only no seat belt, but actually moving around, jumping around. Yeah, I can remember coming back from a field trip. Mrs. Ginoli was driving, Mike Ginoli's mom. And we were all in the back seat of this state. We weren't in the back seat of the station wagon. We were in the back, the back of the station wagon, where the the seat was pushed down. Like you're just sort of flopping around oh, in the yeah, back there. You... And we were like cheering on Mrs. Ginoli to pass Mrs. Marinelli heading back. And we were on that, uh, you know, where 380 comes onto 280. Mm-hmm. That that big long uh, on ramp of the divider there, mm-hmm. and she floored it. We were going 75, like 80 miles an hour in this station wagon. On the ramp. Yeah, going, (laughs) and she went around on the outside. We were all like, yeah, yeah. I thought that was one lane. Was she going on the shoulder? I don't even remember, but I know we passed on the ramp. Oh, man. It would have made a great story, and it would have made a great story if I heard it from an audiobook that I got at audible.com. Hey, Rob, (coughs) would you like to hear a little bit about audible.com? Absolutely. Well, let me tell you. Audible.com is offering devoted What Duvet Said podcast listeners a free audiobook download and a free 14-day trial of Audible.com so you can check out their service. You know, Rob, my local bookstore down the street, it's a major, major bookstore chain, and it's been going out of business for like a month now. Okay. And I popped down there to get a radically reduced-priced copy of Tina Fey's new book, Bossy Pants, Mm -hmm. right? I went down there, and while they had a lot of good books, I actually ended up getting Star Island by uh, Carl Heisen. Uh, they did not have Tina Fey's book, and you know how that is when you have like your mind set on something, and you, you like you you totally want to get it, and you feel like you've already got it, and then you get to the store and it's not there. Okay, I got you. So right there, uh, right from my iPhone, I logged on to Audible and I got Bossy Pants as an audio download. Yes. Uh, she reads it herself. It's uh, it's Tina Fey. Tina Fey reading Tina Fey's book, uh, Unabridged. Uh, they have it on Audible, and I'm loving it, and you can get it yourself for free. How? You can go to the web, visit www.audibletrial.com WDS. That's audibletrial.com WDS, like what Duvet said. That way they know you're coming from us, and you get your special WDS offer. And then you can try them free for uh, 14 days, see if you like them, see how their system works. I, um, I got not only bossy pants. Uh, but I also downloaded Star Island because um, even though I have the actual hardcover, which I like, I read, you know, in my bed at night before I go to sleep. Um, I also like to listen to the book when I'm out walking the dog or when I'm driving. You know, but maybe I'm just weird that way. Are you? Try it out. www.audibletrial.com/wds. Go get Tina Fey's Bossy Pants. It's great. And that's the story of how I got Bossy Pants. <laughs> I bet you never get tired of that story. <laughs> Gets me every time. <coughs> right here. Christ. It's moving. It's moving, isn't it? Uh, was that it for in other news, Rob? Do you have anything else? No, I got something else. What the hell? All We're right. here. Okay. 
Oh god, flash mob. <laughs> Your favorite thing. Flash mob turns ugly at a Brandeis high school. Three <laughs> students arrested. That's a good one. Teacher broke finger and senior prank gone bad. And then there's video that goes along with it. Basically what it is is I mean, does this even constitute as a flash mob? They just basically all the students decided at whatever time they were just going to go and mill about their center, you know, their center court. Yeah, a, fl uh, a flash and, mill. And they, <laughs> they were throwing a few beach balls around, and then all the teachers come, and I guess the security come, and they, you know, start confiscating beach balls and trying to usher kids off benches back in the class. And then, you know, everybody's got their cameras, phones up, filming. Just people milling around. Like, this isn't even a fucking flash mob, man. A flash mob, you do something, right? Isn't there some point to it? Is it just you show up and mill about now? Is that a flash mob? I mean, it's just, remember, uh, did you ever do that thing in class where at, at 10, 20, everybody throw their pencil in the air? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone get up and sharpen their pencil. Yeah, that's more of a flash mob. Was that like some it. primitive flash mob? Seems like it, yeah. A, a flash, God, I hate flash mob. Yeah, this, this strikes me. This Brandeis thing sounds more like a mob. <laughs> There's nothing flashy about it. <laughs> no, it's a drab mob. I just, I just can't stand anything anymore. It's just like people are just so freaking annoying. Like, like you said, Jason. Like, if you get caught up in a flash mob, the joke's supposed to be on you, but it's not on me. It's like give a shit about your flash mob. No, I yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to get on the subway yeah. here. Please, can I catch my flight? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Please, I'm trying to drive, trying to drive down Beachwood here. I need to pick up my kid from school. I don't, I don't really want to hear this, yeah. this mashup between a Tears for Fears song and something else. Yeah. When people start, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna start inconveniencing people and then just telling them I'm, I'm, I'm a like one man flash mob. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You just gotta get you're a flash solo act, <laughs> or you just say, oh damn, nobody else showed up. <laughs> Rats. I'm gonna die. Well, I practiced. I'm going to do this. What would you give me on this? <laughs> How am I doing? Imagine 72 other people doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... See, that's the problem. Nobody has any imagination. Right. Yeah. You could just be a flash anyway. conscientious objector. Or we could actually I just, have ugh, a flash I, mob. Everybody flash. You know, everybody. Oh, yeah. We were at the show last trout. night. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, it. Granted, maybe I shouldn't be at these shows. Maybe I'm too old to be at these shows. I go because I like the music. I go because I entertain the idea of being a music writer. And I and I you know go because I am a, a lover of music. I want to know what's going on. So we're there, and it's a, mostly a younger crowd. And it's an all younger crowd. Who am I kidding? And so we're we're waiting for the band to start, and they're playing songs prior to get people hyped for the bands. And this is no joke. These are the songs that were played prior to the band coming on. Some Cindy Lauper song. I want to say it was True Colors or something like that, though. But it was a Cindy Lauper song. And then they played Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. Then they played Joan Jett's I Love Rock and Roll. Then they played um, Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. And they played something else from, you know, the 80s or 90s. You know what I mean? And I'm just sitting there going, Jesus, 
this is no longer like this isn't fun anymore. Like I, I go to the show to see what the kids are up to, and the kids are up to exactly what I was up to twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah, but didn't I mean I just don't I don't remember being back in say nineteen eighty seven and 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 looking around me and seeing everybody look like they were in nineteen sixty seven. But the, we listen to the music though. Well, we, we listened to the music, yeah, but we, I don't know that we, you know, some, some people obviously did, but I don't know that we adopted the fashion, mm. the, you know, I don't know that there was any, like, ironic, like, hippieing going on, you know what I mean? Like, if people were dressed like hippies and listening to Doors, it's because they actually, like, really were identifying with something there, and it kind of, like, you know, they missed, missed a generation. It wasn't done with a sort of this ironic like you know look at how ridiculous you know i look like a guy from the 60s yeah i I have noticed an interesting thing i don't know if this necessarily plays into what you're saying but uh there is there seems to be this um speed bump that young people's fashion has hit about 15 20 years ago i keep waiting for like the baggy pants to disappear but they won't i mean it's it's like a new generation that's still doing that the, clo- the fashion pretty much looks the same as it did 20 years ago, you know, from my old curmudgeonly viewpoint. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm shocked. Like, why aren't there space outfits now? You know, like, how come people aren't wearing, like, lycra bodysuits with, like, triangular emblems on them and naming their kids Zoltar? Like, how come we're not looking to the future? Everything's looking to the past. Because there's nothing to rebel against. Because there's nothing going on that anybody cares about. You know what would change fashion and 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 people's attitudes, Rob. And I'm a. I, I believe this is exactly what we need to change America right now. We need What's to bring that? back the draft. Mm-hmm. That's oh, exactly I agree. Exactly what needs to happen. We need all of these clowns to realize that they are going to get picked up for the past ten years and shipped off to Iraq and Afghanistan and actually have to fight this war that's been going on because nobody cares about it. That would pull those pants up. Oh, yeah. No, no, Jason, honestly, maybe we are in other news because we've actually shifted to a discussion that isn't meant purely for, uh, you know, it's um, a little bit more weighty. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you because I read constantly. You know, as you know, I've been looking for work and it's it's a depressing landscape out there for uh, for employment and whatnot. Mm. And I know, Jace, you hustle and and Sean, you you realize the realities of the uh, the workforce and nobody seems that aggravated by anything. You know, like iPhone purchases are still on the rise and people are just kind of happily going along and, you know, children like – readily move back in with their parents when they get out of college and realize there's no jobs and stuff like that. And I'm just like, what's it going to take? Like, I'm angry, but how come, like, the younger generation who's supposed to really, you know, you know, is it foment or ferment? Foment. Foment. Nice. Uh, Ferment is what they're doing now. (laughs) Yes, they're fermenting when they should be fomenting. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, where does the anger and the outrage come from? And it, it shouldn't be coming from the Bob Duvets and the Rush Limbaugh's. It should be coming. Like that one, Jace? <laughs> Thirded <laughs> myself into uh, <laughs> It should be coming from these young kids, like, that are pissed off that, like, you know, all their culture represents is, like, what our culture represented. You know, literally these bands sounded like they – 
they were just a souped up version of, of stuff we listened to. And everybody was dressed exactly as I remember dressing when I was in my early 20s. And it, nothing, there was no, there was nothing new about any of it. And that's what my wife and I kept looking to each other going, God, this just feels like so retro. And retro itself with nothing behind it, no statement behind it is just kind of, like a lack of imagination. It's like that new Woody Allen movie. Hey, let me um, let me just point out that the uh, that's where the angriest people are, are the people and the most vocal protesters are all these arch conservatives because they're the ones protesting and being angry about how lackadaisical and uh, how everything's this sort of boring hippie love shit that's been going on for the past 30 years. That's why that's happening. I've just decided this very moment. Hmm. Keen insight. We need to head back into Jason's insight corner. You know, and that, that it all stems from the term, it's all good. It's, <laughs> you think? Well, there, there is an a, a incredible amount of ways you can entertain yourself and be comfortable today, uh, even if you're not, like you said, Rob, employed or contributing much or feeling like you're a valuable member of society. There's a lot of ways you can hide, aren't there? I mean, just like you said, yeah. I, iPhone, I, iPad, I whatever. Notice the I is so... Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. true. That like kind of Futurama, he bought the iFad. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> but yeah, you can it, the the escapism. I mean, it's just is the access to it is nonstop. It's just it's constant. Video games, this that. Again, I'm sounding old and curmudgeonly now, but there's just so many ways you can entertain yourself these days. We were talking about that the other day, or Jason about how, um, you know, on a Saturday night when we were 11 or 12, we'd watch. Some terrible show like 240 Robert or Riptide, you know? Those uh-huh. shows can't make it anymore because there's 10,000 other things you can do as an 11 or 12-year-old, you know? And then you apparently yeah. keep doing them when you're 27, you know? Yeah, you can watch 240 Robert on <laughs> YouTube. Yeah, just the best scenes. Ah, uh, I just don't... Uh, it, it, it gets... It just gets frustrating. I really, I, I don't feel like it's my battle anymore, and yet I don't see anybody taking up the scepter. Well, I think the problem is that there's no boredom anymore. I mean, my daughter uh, talks about how bored she is all the time, and she's got mm-hmm. so many things to do. It's, an, it's kind of an old cliche, like I would see a New Yorker cartoon, some kid sitting in his room with all his toys, with his, his boats and his toy trains and his comic books everywhere, and he's saying, I'm bored, I got nothing to do, and, you know, like reading something out of Zitz, the comic... But um, I I remember sitting with my friends Alan and Kai one afternoon in my suburban room in Millbrae growing up, throwing cards into a hat. Like, that's how bored we were. That's boredom. Yeah. And that was what we were doing to entertain (laughs) ourselves. And because that was like... There was we didn't want to play Merlin anymore. We didn't want to listen to the new Irene Cara cassette anymore. There wasn't anything else for us to do. Couldn't drive anywhere. That's what we need, Rob. We need to yeah. bring back the draft, and we need to reinforce boredom. That'll get these people shaken. Hey, no doubt. Hey, boredom was probably a huge uh, motivator for you know us to start a band, say, mm-hmm. or you know, do you used to do radio shows with your friends? Yeah, make videos with those big hunky cameras <laughs> that weighed fifteen pounds. I don't know. I mean, there's going to be people listening to this saying, <clears throat> no, it's nothing's changed really. And, you know, it's just different ways of expressing yourself. But I don't know. I just I, I feel like there's just a lot of uh, 
posturing and uh and i i really want the 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 real and you uh sean i know the work in the uh, the, the realm of 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 teacherdom i i just need this uh, there needs to be a post irony movement happening where people start saying exactly what it is they feel and mean as opposed to uh an ironic display of what they're trying to say that they mean or feel even even videotaping, it's something just occurred to me. The fact that we did remember we'd make those goofy little videos, and the fact that it was a bit of a project. You know, the camera was big, and you had the, like the battery pack and the the you know the VHS cassette tape that was dangling off your shoulders. You were balancing the camera on your shoulder or mounting it on a you know poorly designed tripod. I mean, if you're going to do that, you better have a story or some purpose or point or narrative to it. And now with the, like the flip phones mm-hmm. and it's so easy to videotape things. Nothing interesting is being videotaped. You know, occasionally someone yeah. will grab something that random that happened that actually works. But for the most part, I mean, just think if, if we could just flip up a phone and start videotaping ourselves, we weren't going to write a script or construct a story or anything. We were just going to, you know, yeah, belch or something like, you know, or make funny faces or, you right. know. Yeah, and the stuff that Film we... Film each uh, other being drunk or something. Or choking one another. Right, and yeah. if, when we recorded something that wasn't any good, we would record over it yeah. because we needed the tape. It's like, yeah. oh, let's not keep that. Now, we gotta, we gotta... now that gets posted. Now, now that's on online. Well, uh, yeah, there's that that's happening. But I think uh, another thing, specific to Rob's situation and, and to where I am, is that, Rob, despite the fact that you live in a, a, a city that has a smaller font on the globe than New York does when you look at it, you are in a in a city. You're in a bit of a vibrant city where people have a lot of entertainment and lots of outlets and, and, and can be awake and alive at all hours of the day, much like I'm in uh, Hip Happen in Los Angeles. Sean, Shawnee Poo here, yeah. uh, it, it lives in the Central Valley. So is do you find this to be the case? I mean, you, you teach. You have kids around. Are they as apathetic and hate-filled causes of Rob's ennui as, 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 it should, <laughs> as we're getting here? <laughs> Honestly, I think because of all the um, media outlets we're talking about and the, the enhanced communications, I honestly don't see a huge amount of difference, at least in terms of fashion and things that kids like and so forth, in the Central Coast as opposed to San Francisco or Los Angeles. You know, everybody's kind of tuned into the same thing regardless of where they live. Attitudes might be a little bit different because there is much less to do where I live for young people. You know, that's a constant complaint complaint I hear a lot. It's like, oh, nothing to do here. And can't argue with them. You know, it's very much an adult-oriented area. You know, it's wine and golf and restaurants. I don't know what, what teenagers are supposed to do except work well, at the to... winery and the golf course and the restaurant. They're supposed to pick the salvia out of your <laughs> yeah. backyard. Apparently. So, frankly, I think that might help a little bit <laughs> as far as, I, uh, you know, raising kids and having I, – I think – it's very healthy. I'm glad. I'm very relieved to know that when my kids become teenagers, they're going to want to get the hell out. You know, I think that's great. You know? I think it's healthy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm. I'll be happy when they're you know bored, as we've been talking about, when they start hitting middle school and so forth. It's like yes. This is exactly what should be happening. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy my son's smoking. <laughs> Be more thrilled. Yeah. I found my son's yes. first bong today. So happy my son is an arsonist. <laughs> a budding anarchist. I, I'm so glad we got a package today from some website in Amsterdam. <laughs> you know, I just thought I'd brainstorm though, because I've been always in the process of updating my, my resume to make it seem more uh, you know, more current and of the moment. 
And I think I'm going to also list as a a talent or a, a, a special skill flash mob organizer. <laughs> Good. There you go. It's a well-tapped-in market. Misanthrope. Right? Well, it just shows that I have leadership qualities that uh, – you know, I'm uh, using the cutting edge uh, technologies and um, that I'm a douchebag. Team player. Yeah, I think, Rob, you should be the next Bachelor. <laughs> you know, now that would be a show worth watching. I agree. I fully agree. Unlike The Bachelorette, which I am not watching, but I will give you two a chance to talk about. And I'm so not invested in The Bachelorette, I don't even know if we have any music from it. But okay, oh, how's man. The Bachelorette? God, here I was just well, talking about how much more Sean, I, there is to me than The Bachelor. Talking about the cultural milieu of the younger generation. Now i got to talk about The Bachelorette. We're back well, to listen, square man, one. Well, listen, how great a show would it be if you just took a guy who's angry at the world, barely employed, and then you made him the focus of the show, and then you just see how interested a bunch of young women are fighting over that. How many of them I think that would around. be. A lot more compelling viewing him trying to convince like 18 women that he's worth hanging around for is a lot more interesting to me than what we currently have. It uh, brings a lot more attention to the question, will you accept this rose? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, Please. that totally <laughs> Let me tell you becomes why. a very loaded <laughs> question. This is a great idea. You're like, you're like, you know, I know I've been acting a little bipolar lately. Uh, I've got a lot of anxiety. Uh, I've been going, yeah. going over and over the same things. And, uh, and, and uh, I, know. I haven't really brought in a lot of money this month. Yeah. Will you accept this, Rose? I know I stayed in the house the entire day yesterday. Yeah. Tonight, I can be the host. Tonight, we have 12 women joining Rob as he walks to a club to watch two bands. <laughs> I have something great planned for you tonight. <laughs> Hold on. I'll be with you in a couple hours. Yes. Entertain yourselves. <laughs> right. Shots? Let me just Who think of something. Shots. Yeah, shots. <laughs> I, I buy, uh, you, you buy, you fly. Who wants some shots? Tonight, the other 12 girls join Rob as they walk to karaoke. See Rob furious as the entire club is filled with people the same age as the women he's dating. Remember, there's a rose at stake at the state. Who wants it? Anybody want it? Later, watch Rob sound a girl alert. <laughs> oh, Lord. 18 women living in a one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> Today, Things Rob takes the remaining 16 contestants as he walks his dog. Today on the most depressing Bachelor yeah. yet. <laughs> <laughs> Where did Chris Harrison go anyway? Uh, he gave up. Yeah. <laughs> he packed it in. Well, Rob, you, now you get to I'm choose. your new host. Yeah, good luck. My name's Phil. <laughs> Oh, God, man. That is the best idea for a TV show yet. So what do you think this The Bachelorette, Rob? So you, it's, it's a couple episodes in. I mean, as long as we're on the subject. Yeah. It, it, anything you're enjoying about it? Or Yeah, and then she's – I thought she was an actual dentist, but she's a dental student mm. who loves dancing. Is that what I'm to get from the last episode? Because she was yeah. – who are Jabberwockies? It, Somebody explain to me who Jabberwockies are. They were uh, – they're this dance troupe and 
I don't know. I, I, they wear masks. They used to appear at some basketball games at halftime, I think, and uh -huh. parlayed that into a show in Las Vegas. I remember they appeared in a Gatorade commercial once when I was watching a sporting event. So that's why I'm assuming that they must have, you know, made their mark dancing around because, the halftime I mean, at the Staples Center or something. I don't know. The way people I were talking know. about them, it was like, I just couldn't believe we were here on stage with the Jabberwockies. Yeah. And well, I'm like, who like are the... the Fucking Jabberwockies. <laughs> they look like the kind of guys who would know who the Jabber... I think it's Jabberwockies, right? You can't spell anything yes. correctly if you're going to be hip, right? It's not Jabberwockies. It's Jabberwockies. Yes, it is. J-A-B yeah. something. But rather. yeah, I guess but she's, anyway. she's a dentist and she teaches dance or something. Because I, I, most of it I've just been fast-forwarding on the two arrows on TiVo. And then just uh -huh. pausing once in a while. But... Um, yeah, they have lots of shots of her. Looks like she's teaching dance classes or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't look like it's going to be a real promising season. I don't think I'm going to be watching it to be honest. There is a guy with a mask. Bent, you seem to have the same opinion of her uh, relative hotness as Bentley does. That seems to be the storyline they're really going to emphasize is the fact that she's yeah, falling I, I, for that I, guy. I'm Bentley, rooting for Bentley like to to ex Yeah, I'm I'm kind of rooting for this guy because he 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 really doesn't care. At no, all. Oh, no, boy. You know? Put it mildly. And yeah. he's less than enthused with her hotness, but he's he's a competitive guy, self-proclaimed competitive guy. So he just wants to win, Did you? I, I just realized something. Now, Bentley, one, one thing I found interesting is, so, so he was being, you know, pretty snarky and clearly is trying to establish him, himself as, like, you know, the villain. Of, the villain, of the yeah. Uh, and his name is Bentley. That helps. Uh, but he's from Salt Lake City. It wasn't... The psycho that we all kind of sympathized with a little bit last season wasn't she from Salt Lake Michelle? City? Michelle, yeah, she was. What's going on with Salt she Lake was. City? I assumed I always associated that with you know bedrock American values. Now, like it's it's like the psycho hole for The Bachelor, where they, it's their go-to place to find psycho contestants. What's going on there? What, what's what's up with Utah? What's going on with Utah? Well, Jason knows that as well as I that Utah is leading the nation. Yeah. Where Utah goes, and, uh, yeah. yeah, they can arrest you for acting like a hooker in Utah. Well, how did Bentley and Michelle escape the the sweep? Because they were protesting. Because <laughs> they've got fire in their belly. They were bored. They made it happen. <laughs> yeah, but no, this show is. Uh, I, I'm not going to watch it with any regularity. There's a guy with a mask, and he's supposed to represent the, right. you know, don't judge the book by the cover sort of thing. So he's trying to Slowly, test her. Gently, I'm wearing a mask. mask. Yes. Ashley, pick me. <laughs> There's a guy in a mask? Like, you can't yeah. see his face? Is he, like, uh, the voice of... It's funny, too, because it's a, it's a black mask because marie told me about this because she hadn't left town yet like the lone the ranger she says she says oh there's a guy wearing a mask it's kind of an interesting idea and i said oh yeah that does sound kind of like an interesting idea but then i tuned in and this mask is huge i mean it's like a lone ranger mask but it's got these kind of wings on top you notice that rob it comes up very high on his head yes, i don't know the why strange it's thing. a strange mask as far as masks go yeah it's it's like one of those sleeper masks that you just cut a couple of holes at, like when you're on an airplane and you can't sleep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> cut a couple of holes in it, but it's got. Wow. But hey, but it's also kind of fancy. It's got this funny material that he used, you know, that looks like it should be uh, on a sofa or something. But is it sultry in an eyes wide shut kind of way? But the 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 mask man is pretty funny. There was one guy I, I happened to pause because I was 
you know, again, fast forwarding and all of a sudden, oh, mask guy, let me see what's up with him. And he was talking to one of the other bachelors and then he left and a couple other bachelors were talking and one guy made a pretty funny point. He said, you know, I, I see where the guy's going with this, how it's, he's trying to emphasize his personality, but I don't see a whole lot of personality happening there. You know, if you're going to yeah. do this, you better have a big old personality to go along with it. And he's pretty much just a walking mask at this point. Yeah, that is his personality. Yeah, my personality is I decided to come up with this mask construct. <laughs> well, I think that's enough else. said about The Bachelorette. Yeah. yeah, and that probably will be the... That's the last. The last we speak about The Bachelorette. Uh, there may be some other shows that we talk about, but um, we'll have to figure that out. Do you know when this wild day show starts, Rob? Yes, June 29th, Love in the Wild. All right, June 29th, Love in the Wild. Until then, we'll have to find some other things to talk about. Uh, why don't we wrap it up, Rob? I can tell that you want to get back into your cubby hole and uh, curl up and get back to your hating of everything. So we'll let you I do, do that. I haven't even been able to scan the news to find out what latest uh, stories are going to raise my ire. I'm just tired. When I'm tired, I'm not feeling uh, you know, overly optimistic. But then as I wake up, I, uh, I tend to start to embrace the day and humanity. No state game? I wanted to guess Florida. <laughs> right, no state game this week. I was going to win. I was going to just do Florida. All right, well, let, let, we could do it for, for Sean really quick. Here's a, here's a news story. Florida. You gotta wait for it. Oh, play the game right. Uh, let me find. Uh, do I not have one that would qualify? That's all right. You want me to play the game show music again? <laughs> the vamp? Yeah, do that. Find me some time. All right, I found something. All right. Here we go. So uh, this one comes from the New York Post. New York. It, uh, it basically, socialite throws soup tantrum. <clears throat> so what state do you think that took place in, Sean? Socialite, socialite, soup tantrum. Florida. <laughs> Wrong. If you would have guessed South, the state of Southampton. <laughs> Southampton's not. <laughs> That's not a name of state. That's it. I know it was it was piss poor. Like this show has been piss poor on my 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 end. Not you guys. You guys have been doing a stellar job. Well, if anybody has any comments about Rob's piss poor performance, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. What do they said at gmail .com, Because your emails mean so much. Find us on Facebook. Just do a little search for What Do They Said on your Facebook mm -hmm. engine and like us. Follow us on Twitter at Bob Duvet B O B D U V E T or give us a phone call at. 415-937-0445. That's 415-937-0445. Operators are standing by. Yes, we will dip into the mail sack in a couple of weeks. We've been getting a lot of responses. We want to thank listener Sean for sitting in with us today. Thank you, listener Sean. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. We want to thank Rob for waking up and giving it the old college try. <laughs> oh, man, I, what a terrible institution I, I have attended then. Okay, very good then. you have anything coming up this weekend that you want to share? Well, again, I have to go see some more live music tonight. And, uh, Sounds like fun. The, who cares? And then um, this weekend, uh, friends in from out of town, yada, yada, yada. Huh? I don't know. Sounds Whatever good. the hell else. Very exciting. You want to hear what I'm doing, Ralph? How about you, Jason? No, I'm glad you asked. Uh, I've started – I have a sort of a jam-packed weekend. It's kind of similar to my jam-packed weekend a couple weekends ago. But uh, I start – uh, rehearsals for the play that I am directing that uh, happens tonight. I don't know if I've told you a little bit about the play. Have you heard anything about this play I'm directing, Rob? 
Ah, yes, this play you're directing. Have you uh, cast it and everything? Yes, I do have a cast. I was uh, really hoping for one actress to be in it. And actually, we might have this actress on as a guest from the show in a couple weeks. I'm, I'm in talks with her people. Uh, but I was unable nice. to get her. But um, the conceit of the show, it's called The Car Plays. And how it works is that we're going to be sort of renting out a parking lot. And there's going to be um, kind of five or uh, three rows of five cars. And what you do is you, 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 the audience lines up uh, next to this sort of row of cars like, a, like you'd see in a parking lot or at a drive-thru, for those of us who remember what drive, no, drive-in, <clears throat> drive-in, yeah, yeah drive-in. Uh, and you open the back seat or front seat of the car, you, two people as the audience sit in the car and watch this play that happens in the front seat in front of them or in the back seat or around them. And then it's about a 10-minute play, mm. and then when the play's over, you move to the next car next to you and watch another play, and you go down a row of about five cars. It takes about an hour. And uh, I'm directing one of those. I've written one of those. Interesting. Uh, and it's happening as part of the, um, some festival that I don't remember what the festival's called. I should probably find out that so I can promote it a little better. But it's happening in a couple weeks. Uh, my lead actor was out of town until yesterday. So um, I just start rehearsals today. So I start rehearsals. Then we have a run-through for the producer on Saturday. So got to cram in a lot of uh, acting and, and rehearsing this afternoon. Uh, and then I have that sounds a, very that sounds interesting. I like the premise. Yeah, yeah. And then I have a rock and roll gig with the uh, the uh, Ellen and Matt show that's playing at uh, Eagle Rock. Um, and I don't have that information in front of me either. Otherwise, I would be promoting that. So I am just as ill prepared as you today, Rob. It's not just you. Nice. We're, we promise in, in coming weeks to actually uh, to actually prepare something for you people. I feel like I've been resting on my laurels. Just the you know the the embarrassment of riches this podcast has been. And then, you know, you got to get hungry again. Okay, Rob. We're looking for the hunger. Bring the hunger. <laughs> and get some sleep, <laughs> would you? I mean, for crying out loud. Leave the laurels behind. Well, like, hey, man, if we could just start this show around 1, 1 p.m. I would, uh, on, on, a, on a Sunday, I would be the happiest person on the planet. Okay, yeah, and that would be happy for me spending my entire Sunday editing the show. So, no. <laughs> the answer to that is no. Okay, well, I, I, the answer to 9 o'clock start times is no. All right, well, we can start at 10. That's all right. We, we started at 9.30 today. We compromised. I was up till 3 in the morning. I was up till 3. I woke up at quarter to 6, and yet here I am, right well, out of the The show must go on. Next week, we'll tell the listeners why Jason was up until 3 in the morning. Oh, whoops, I'm sorry. Is that our music? We're, got, we're running out of time. Gotta go. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, listener Sean. Thank you. Thank you, listener. Thanks, Sean. We will see you all next week. Bye. What you really said, I really wanna know what the face said. I really wanna know what the face said. I really wanna know what the face said. Can you tell me what the face said? Did you hear? What the face said? Can you hear? What the face said?